1: Only we had a... Uh, you know, um, I really can dance, you know. I can really move it. I, I heard it. you could. You were a can-can dancer, right? I was a can-can dancer. When are we ever going to get video of this? I Well, I have video of it. When are we going to get it? Well, who wants to see it? We do. Yeah, Jake. I do. Yeah, we do. Well, okay, I'll... I'll. Uh, can I get it emailed to me? Oh, I'm not that... Techn- How did I get from video to the email? How does she do that? Just load I it have- on your computer. No, i have to get it transferred onto a dvd or the cd costco or, will do it costco could transfer there for you, it. you go awesome. all right I, I haven't looked at it in a long long time uh, i haven't looked at it it's like back in the 80s wow it's From the 80s is a can-can dancer a stripper no she, but she was body though very body loose but not a stripper she's sure I, I'm, I'm sure in those days she put out quite a bit Button. She, you've disassociated. <laughs> <yourself>. <laughs> I was only a can-can girl for the summer. Uh huh. Very boozy, body summer. Wow. Oh yeah. Is Three wrong. shows a day. A hoor. It was a. Uh, I was a bit of a hoor. No. Well, not not you know not like. Well, I mean the whole town. The whole town became from the olden days, and everybody was from out of town, and we'd all get together, and then we would do our shows in the day, and then we'd drink at night. And we'd share things. But three shows a day we had to do. Disgusting. It wasn't disgusting. It was the, it was the, we were the hurdy-gurdy girls. The the what? Hurdy-gurdy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Theater Royale presents the Hurdy-Gurdy Girls. Oh, I have to have this. And then, and I got to do the cartwheel. Three cartwheels and stand up, hang on to the piano and start singing. No. Yeah. Oh, Sing yes. something. Oh god, I don't remember. We're the girls of the Barkerville show. <laughs> She's serious, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Barkerville. Barkerville's way up north. What's Barkerville? It's an old gold rush town.
0: What, what were you doing there?
1: It was a gig. It was my first it was my first professional gig.
0: Oh, boy, have you come a long way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, ladies and gentlemen, Julie was- Michaels and her can-can psychic, hurdy <laughs> was- Gurdy. It was my very first professional paid showbiz gig. Oh, I bet a it was can-can can girl. Oh, I bet it was paid.
0: I did get paid. Yeah, we're gonna need some video of that. Oh. That is gonna be. I mean, I can get hours of enjoyment out of that.
1: <laughs> no, you.
0: Won't oh, believe you me. <laughs>
1: I'll see yeah. if I can I'll take a look at it. Think I some of I that. I I know where it is.
0: Yeah, so. please do. Good grief. Wow. Oh, I was going to do a segment on something
1: on your um the show.
0: Yes. The, the show. That's right. I'm sorry we we, oh. went, we went
1: off somewhere Okay.
0: Else. Speaking uh. of shows. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh. Oh, yes, you're sir. setting me up. Yeah. Oh, speaking of shows. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. I
1: just keep saying
0: this in every show we do. I'm like, "Oh god. <laughs> it's tragic." <laughs> Dude! Whoa! Wow! It's bad.
1: Uh, well, I, there's there's a reason that this, this season oh, is man. a challenge for you, and I'm trying to figure I out think why. God is just
0: trying to teach me that, like, I have to let go at some point.
1: I think you're changed. You're a different. You're a
0: different. No, person. I am. Yeah, but not. <laughs> You know, I went into this season. It was so funny. I went into it and we're fighting childhood obesity, right? And I was like, I am going to build warriors. I want soldiers. I want, you know, comrades in arms. I I want emissaries. I want ambassadors of wellness. Uh, You know, and and I went in and I was like, if you're not up for it, get out. You know, like I I just, that was my idea of how it was going to be. And I was going to just build this team of, you know, converts and they were going to preach the gospel of wellness and live the shining example and you know they were going to they were going to challenge America to be better people and i i think i've gotten to this place and you know you got to be really careful with this uh mentality but i i've gotten to a place i feel like where i've seen a little too much of the world just enough and i i appreciate living in america In a way that I I think it is easy to take for granted. And I know this because I did for many years take living here for granted. Um, You know, and we knock our government and we knock the way things are done. And nothing is perfect, that's for sure. And there are a lot of flaws. But when you travel around a little bit, you have no idea. I promise this will come back to loser. You have no idea how truly blessed we are to live here. I mean, there's a story about a 14-year-old girl who, who um, I think it was Afghanistan, who wrote a blog. Her name was Malala, I believe. She wrote a blog about wanting an education. Oh, my God. Do you know this story? Yes. The Taliban stopped her on the bus and shot her. That doesn't happen in America, right? They're, so as bad as things are, and I get that they're bad, and I never want you to go, well, there's children starving, starving in Africa, so my problems don't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But the, the reality is that living here, we do have opportunities to get better, to, yes, to, to yes. get help. You might have had a crappy childhood. I get it. And things might have been awful. But when you're an adult, there is help here for you. There is help. There is help out there. And so my ability to tolerate apathy and complacency has pretty much, I don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to have it. And now I don't, Janice. And I used to understand it because there is no such thing as true apathy it's a person who's defeated but my my tolerance for it has become almost non-existent i'm like no you we live in this country and you know we have no business being complacent we can never take these opportunities for granted and which is not good you you do need to understand that people can only do as much as they're psychically capable of doing um so anyway i go into the show and i think i'm going to i'm going to build this team of warriors and I've never had a team that was more broken, truly broken, broken than, than this season. And, and I, I've said that a couple times here. And I remember day one going, you've got to be kidding me. Really? This is a joke. I thought they were kid I thought it was a joke. I thought that the producers had gagged me like they were playing a joke. And uh, I had this one guy, young kid, young, quit on me in minute six of workout one. Minute six of workout one and it, he just could not get himself together i couldn't even get a sentence out right before i couldn't even get my thoughts out to them about what i had wanted for them for the season and how i wanted them to be fit to be functional and i wanted war right i had this whole stupid speech i was gonna get couldn't even get couldn't get packed couldn't couldn't get it out too busy screaming at him then the next guy gave up at minute 15 then i had another girl uh who gave up as well and i at minute 45 i was like you can go i mean it, it was nutso. nuts. so nuts But the point of this segment, there is a point to this, is that the guy who gave up at minute six, by the end of the week, we'd had a bad week together, let me tell you. I mean, I, you know, I went after this kid, obviously. By the end of the week, he was doing two-hour workouts. Straight through. No stopping. Do you really think... Because it was only five days. I was just going to say what. It was five days. Do you really think from his first workout to his last chance workout the day before the weigh-in, that in five days his body changed that much that he went from I can only do six minutes to I can only do, I can do two hours? No. So what is that telling us right now? This was what he believed he was capable of. I can't work out. I'm not that guy. I'm the screw-up. That's who I am. That's what I do. I disappoint people. I screw up. I'm a failure. I, 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 I can't go work out beyond six minutes. No way. And then it was the theatrics, you know, and the slamming themselves into the floor of the treadmill. It's amazing what these people can kind of create psychosomatically. And, I mean, slamming himself to the floor of the treadmill. Slamming himself into the ground. Falling off the back of the treadmill. Minute six. Six minutes. Six minutes. At like a three point two walk, at a three incline or something.
1: You must have been flabbergasted.
0: I was furious and flabbergasted, and I, you know, so we get through the whole thing and we get to the end of the week, and I was like, "Dude, (laughs) your body hasn't changed that much in you know five days. What's changed is your mind." Granted, I had done like been you know in his face all week long. Just working with him, working with him, working with him, trying to help him understand, trying to help him understand the pattern that he was recreating and why he was recreating it and why he'd become addicted to this role of screw-up and you know how he was able to let it go and all of this stuff. But what I wanted to say to everybody out there is, where are you putting in six minutes where you've got two hours? Where is your belief about who you are and what you're capable of limiting your potential for wealth, love, happiness, health. Because this isn't just something he did in my workout. This is a pattern he's been doing his entire life. And my point is that I was able with him, at least in this workout or this week, to show this kid a different reality, one that he didn't know was possible, one that he didn't know existed. And I want you to ask, like, come on, man, where do you have more than six minutes? Where are you holding yourself back and playing out an old story of failure or weakness or apathy? And one of the things that you've really got to have, let me tell you, and 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 this is the this is the nugget of change. Because I was talking to my shrink about this on the phone because I just, my team, it just, I can't, I just,
1: Jesus, man.
0: And um, I'm trying, right? I'm trying so hard and I'm like, and I'm talking to him and I'm like, they don't know this opportunity is invaluable. And, you know, all these, all these gifts that are being given to them and, 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 and. The gifts that we have for living here and I, you know, I'll be damned if I'm going to let them waste it. I have no tolerance for it. Right. I'm having this conversation and he, he's like, Jillian, he's like, come on, you know that they're terrified of change, which I do know. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they're terrified of change is that they've had to evolve with these stories and defense mechanisms and destructive behaviors in their mind to survive all these years in the environment they grew up in. So whatever it is, like I don't try because I don't want to disappoint somebody because then I'm a failure. Then they won't love me. Or, you know, I was a screw up because I never wanted to intimidate my father and be better than him or he wouldn't love me or, you know, it's like <laughs> so to change these patterns is terrifying. And I and I get that. But what has to happen is the, the pain of where you're at has got to outweigh your fear of change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to, I'm like, dude, doesn't it hurt to, to feel X, Y, and Z? To feel like this group, to feel like a failure, to feel like you're cheating yourself here, here, and here. Like you, you haven't earned the love of your girlfriend, like this, that, the other. So that that is so painful, it incentivizes him to move through the fear mm-hmm. that's been paralyzing him from change. Think about how painful it is to sell yourself short. And get out and reach and get out and try. And by the way, if you do fail, you know, we've talked about this a thousand times. It's just an entry point for learning. It's not validation that you're not good. That's what I want you guys to think about. That's your homework assignment. Where are you giving six minutes? You know, what I mean is where are you selling yourself short? Where can you do more? Where can you be more? And how is the selling yourself short hurting you so much? Hurting you more than trying and failing? Right. Hurting you more than breaking these patterns you've set up for whatever reason to psychically protect yourself or to protect your family or whatever it might have been growing up. And just try, just incentivize yourself to take a baby step and just give yourself a chance. If you're putting in six minutes, do 30. If you walked one day, run the next. Not forever. Just try, take baby steps where you can open up a door. To a different possibility and the more you do that the more you have these small successes and this small taste of the glass actually being half full the more you'll be able to believe in it the more you'll boost your self-esteem and the stronger you'll become to take on these bigger demons
1: does that make sense very much so mm, i hope so yeah
0: Ugh. oh it's it's bad. It's so
1: bad. No, but it's, uh, th- there's a, uh, I'm starting <laughs> to, I know that in the past few weeks oh, you've been talking man. more about the show. and, and God. I think oh. that, th- I think that your higher power.
0: I know. Is, wants me a, to lose and just let go. No,
1: not lose and let go. It wants you to, there's something for you to see. And, and I have and to let go.
0: If You're they go good. home, if they all go home, they all go home. I have to let go. I can't do it for them. I can't want it for them and I can't omnipotently control the situation. It's the first time that's happened though. (laughs)
1: But Jillian, there's a reason you're back this season. There's a bigger Uh, reason. I went back to fight childhood obesity. That is not what's been happening.
0: My kid, on the other hand, is a rock star. The kid I've been working with is fearless. She's amazing. My adults are train wrecks. (laughs) Train wrecks. Oh, jeez. Anyway. All right, moving on. Moving on. We will. All right, we'll take a break. Okay. we get down to the heart of the matter today i wanted to do a segment on food fraud what does that mean it means foods that you think are healthy but really they're fattening
1: oh yeah i just saw some study on breakfast sandwiches full of fat (laughs) oh my god why are we being so dramatic right now (laughs) full of fat but terrible
0: well, okay, yeah. I don't know that I ever thought a breakfast sandwich was healthy for you. This is <laughs> that was kind of like, Oops. that's always sort of been known to be crap, bud, but all right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so for example, every time I travel, right, I'm away from home and you go to like an Outback Steakhouse or something, or the, you're at the hotel and you're looking for something to order... And how many times have you selected a Caesar salad thinking, well, I'll get the Caesar? Many times. (laughs) I I mean, I do it every time. However, the way I do it, I can make it healthier. But if you get the Caesar salad and think, oh, I got a Caesar, it's so good for me. Just the salad dressing they put on that bad boy alone has about 300 to 400 calories.
1: Just the salad? Because it's pure fat.
0: Yeah, there's like 30 grams of fat in it. So, which, okay, then you've got all the cheese on it and then the croutons that have usually like fried or buttered bread. So what you want to do with that is get light cheese, dressing on the side, dip your fork in the dressing, then the salad and forego the croutons. But that's a, this is the, it's like, oh, I got a Caesar. Oh, please.
1: Croutons are that fattening?
0: Oh my God. They're like bread, but they're covered in butter and oil. Plus the dressing, plus the cheese. I mean, you may as well have, like, an order of french fries. Yeah. Mm. Smoothies. Whoa. These suckers have about 500 calories a pop. So for all of you who are jamming over to Jamba Juice, (laughs) take it easy. I let my kid have smoothies because she's, like, growing Growing. like a weed, man. And I'm like, all right, you know. And it's, like, one of the ways I get healthy stuff in her, so...
1: Yeah, I get she this can put all kinds of stuff. I in. get this thing
0: called the Hulk and it's got greens and algae and all this stuff in it but it also has like mango and pineapple so it masks the flavor of the healthy stuff. She's growing. She's not trying to lose weight or maintain her weight. In fact, I actually have a hard time keeping weight on her because she's so she's constantly bouncing off the walls. So yeah, I mean, I let my 3-year-old have a smoothie, but if you have a kid that has a weight problem or you're thinking, "Oh, this is so healthy." Think again. Another one, an energy bar. Think about what I'm saying here. Energy bar. Well, fat is stored energy. So an energy bar is obviously going to provide a lot of energy. Hello, people will get these bars and they're like 300 calories. Some are 400 calories. And the ones that are 200 calories, okay, great, but it better be your snack And I don't know about you, but they don't fill me up at all.
1: Yeah, and the healthy ones, I'm sorry, they taste like hay.
0: You know, one that's okay. There's a 22 Days bar that my friend makes, and it's made with, like, hemp, and it's all vegan, and it's super, you know. It's not not bad, Um, and I'll travel with it. But I use it. It's like, that's my snack, man. I don't think of it as, like, this is my diet food. It fills my quota. It's my 200-calorie snack. So you're you know, so
1: damn disciplined. Jeez.
0: No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm not disciplined. I have balance. I have balance. All right, now. So when you go to like the healthy, you think, all right, I'm going to find some healthy food, uh, fast food, and I'm going to go to a Chipotle or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do like Chipotle. Don't get me wrong, because they're pretty sustainable as far as everyone else is concerned. But when you get something like a chicken burrito, and you think, oh, it's a chicken burrito. This is so good for you. It's about a thousand calories. Yeah, dude. Cheese, sour cream, the jumbo tortilla. The burrito is about as big as your forearm. Instead, get something like the fajitas with light oil and use a couple corn tortillas. Or better yet, get grilled fish tacos and take one of the corn tortillas off of each taco.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And don't
0: eat the chips. Holy for schlugging a bad idea. Another one. This one's so easy. I do drink vitamin water zero, It has zero calories. It's flavored with sugar alcohol, which is at this moment in time supposedly non-toxic. But things like regular vitamin water, they're loaded with calories, man. They've they've got about – and here's the other thing you need to really watch out for. So let's say you grab a Snapple or a vitamin water, and it'll say uh, 50 calories on your vitamin water. Have you checked to see how many servings are supposedly in your oh, vitamin I mean, water?
1: That is such a ripoff.
0: Two and a half oh, servings. God. Two and a half of you are going to share your one little vitamin water, and then if you add that up, there's 125 calories in that thing. But you think, oh, it's a vitamin water. It's good for me. Vitamin such water. Ripoff. Boloney. Loaded with sugar and junk. Come on, man. Like, it don't don't fall into that. Really, it's just people fall for it all the time. Okay. Now, when you go to that lunch meat stuff and you think to yourself, all right, I'm going to get the turkey version of the food, and that's going to be better for me. You ever done that one?
1: Yes, I have. I'm going to <laughs> mm-hmm. get the
0: turkey bacon, and I'm going to get the turkey sausage, hot dog or the turkey. No, dude, there is just as much fat in the frigging turkey version. So what you need to do is read the label and check the calories. And most importantly, all right, so like when you look at this, when you look at a turkey dog, for example, here's, here's what's in it. Mechanically separated turkey, uh, well, tapioca starch, corn syrup, dextrose, sodium lactate, sodium this, flavors, sodium nitrates. But that's not better for you than a beef one. What you need to look for are nitrate free. You yeah. are chemical free, and then look at the calories. I do look, but calories. everybody goes, "Oh, it's turkey." Um, okay. That Sp- that makes me so happy. Yeah, because there's a cafe that I go to every now and then. And they'd only serve turkey bacon. And they're like, oh, look at us. We serve turkey bacon. We are so healthy with our only egg whites. You want an omelet? It's only egg whites and turkey bacon. Is that the
1: accent that they have, Jake? Is that the healthy?
0: Look at us. They're so much much better than you, you know? It was
1: quite French-like. Oh. Yeah.
0: French don't only eat turkey bacon, though. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) The French, are they do it up, man. And by the way, they're thinner than we are. Uh, Chemicals in the food. Hello. Yeah. You got to look at... The thing is... If the meat is processed, it's processed. And by the way, how's your turkey bacon cooked? Oil? No. Another one. Come on, man, with the bran muffin. Shut up. Really? With your bran muffin. Those suckers are 500 calories. I know. You do it? You don't? (laughs) Yes. You're not that naive.
1: No, I know that I'm fattening. Janice. No, I know it's fattening, but sometimes I like a good bran muffin. What? I just crave it. I crave the taste of a brand oh muffin my God. Sometimes. All right,
0: but don't think that you're being... It's, like, the healthy thing to do. No, I
1: know. It's my food source for a week and a half. Sometimes
0: I'll get, like, the lower-fat ones, and I get the smaller ones, or eat half of it, man. Mm. Can't eat that whole... Oh, it's a brand muffin. One of my contestants did that on the show this season. She's like... <laughs> I, You know, I've been so specific. I don't even know how the food got in the house. I'm positive that... Like, I'm almost sure that some of the other trainers, I won't, well, like I somehow this stuff well. gets in the house, right? And I'm like, how the hell is this getting in the house? It's not on the shopping list. God, it's, it's a brand muffin. I'm like, it's 500 calories of sugar.
1: Look how suspicious you are. Yeah. I'm sure somebody. You know, sneaked. one of those
0: stupid boys was like, you know, this will really F everybody in the place up. I was like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> I told you, read the label. She's like, but you said carbs in my breakfast. I'm like, not a bran muffin at 500 calories. It is deceiving. Good Lord. Ugh. Oh, man. Damn it. All right. God. Uh, all right, I'm just about, you want a few more or you want me to be done?
1: No, a couple more would be good. Keep on. Yeah, these are interesting. These, yeah, this is really making me mad because you're going through my whole diet.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. Light olive oil. What the hell is that? I don't I mean, you think it's a great idea when you're watching your weight, but it has the exact same fat and calorie content as extra
1: virgin olive oil. Have you looked at the colors? See, it's a color thing. Have you looked at when you look at the, all the bottles lined up and you see extra? You know what is uh, it? Rachel, virgin. Rachel, uh, you know, but, but the like you lighter. gotta realize, it's
0: a tablespoon is fourteen grams of fat. There is no such thing as light olive oil. Well, it's what does it, that it mean? Looks, it looks
1: like it's not as fattening. That's I don't even means.
0: understand. <sighs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, okay, and then another thing. So like, you choose, you go to a. Let's say a, a, a picnic, right? A family picnic or whatever. And you bring sides. People bring sides to my house. I can't believe it. They're like, I brought baked beans. I brought coleslaw. Huh? Didn't bring potato salad. I'm like, you jackass. There's more friggin' fat and calories. In the coleslaw, practically, than in the potato salad. But they think, like, because it's lettuce and not a potato.
1: Yeah, it's not. You know,
0: dude, you've got to count the calories. You cannot. Or, like, the beans. It's beans. I'm like,
1: beans? Do you have any idea how much pressure it would be for you to say, oh, come on over. We're having potluck. Do you know the anxiety your friends probably go through going to your house?
0: Oh, man. We had a little Halloween party at the stables the other day. And, uh, you know, Lou's like so excited and she loves to go to the stables and ride the horses. And so all the moms bring stuff. And I knew, I knew that we were going to get some sort of S-H-I-T about it. So Heidi was like, babe, please don't do like, you know, your organic candy bars right now. She's like, just go to the frigging cupcake shop and bring some frigging cupcakes. Please don't do this. So and we're both like pretty, good, you know, so we go to like sprinkles or whatever or crumbs or something and we get like the Halloween pack and I show up and and I hear one of the little girls go, oh, look, mom, it's real healthy. And I and the mother died. Right. The mom died because and I was like, I'm going to kill one of these bitches. And Heidi Heidi was like, honey, please don't do this right now. Please don't do this right now. And I, I mean, but like, and another called out
1: by a four year
0: old. Well, but I did like, (laughs) I I was trying to be, oh man. And then another one of the moms looked at me and she's like, um, I hope you don't mind. We brought Doritos. And I, and I'm thinking to myself, like, at first I thought I was cool about it. And then I wasn't cool all the way home. I was like, is that necessary? (laughs) There's so many other options. You had to get the Doritos. You lazy bitch. And then I realized I was pissed about it. I was oh pissed about God. it. Because it doesn't take much to grab the other bag. For God's sake, get the pop chips. It's not that hard.
1: It's not that hard. The whole situation is so ironic. You caved. You caved to Heidi to bring something that was like, you know, wasn't like a Yeah. Then I got cake. called
0: hypocrite by got... a friggin' child. <laughs> and
1: then the lady comes up. Oh,
0: my oh, God. We
1: don't... <laughs>
0: People, people are are expecting. You know, oh, it's Jillian Michaels. Fill the flask with with soda. Exactly. Bring a flask of soda. I love that Jake goes right to alcohol. <laughs> Bring the no. I would if, if, hello. If you brought me a flask with soda, I would punch you out.
1: Oh my god. We got to hide it, has to be it tequila. from her.
0: God, That's whatever. So funny. I'm done.
1: All right. Bring your own candy. Oh. I
0: did! Oh my god, you think I didn't? You know, we brought like I got Unreal, the Unreal brand because it's still like peanut M&M's and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and well, it's not Reese's, it's Peanut Butter Cups and like little Snickers and Milky Ways I brought that and so she would go in and she's like, we can't (laughs) say trick or treat." she goes, teet! (laughs) And then until they (laughs) hold out the thing and she looks in there and she, oh my god, man she was like, what is this day? What is happening? All of this sugar, and I am dressed like Elmo, and I am as happy as can be. I
1: can see that little That's awesome. Oh, my
0: so God. Teet. teet. Thank you. I love you. And then walks out. So, like, I'm the Heidi and I would, like, she wasn't looking, throw it out, and then put, like, you know, organic gummies in there and crap. Oh, <sighs> What are you going to do?
1: Not, not, a, not a thing. You just keep doing what you're doing. What are you going to do? Well, anyway. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We'll be right back.
0: Segment. I am. It's kind of ironic. Okay. Why? <laughs> the big eyes. You look like my daughter when I go, Lou, do surprised. And the <laughs> eyes open all the way up. Why is it ironic? Why is it ironic? <laughs> is it ironic? Well, because you pulled this whole, I think you're trying to tell me something. What, that I'm hungry? No, you, you pulled this whole article out about people having their lunch breaks at their desk.
1: Yeah, and we have to Oh, because I make you eat in here.
0: No, well, we all do. That's true, we do. Maybe you're having a little silent revolt. No. Maybe this is passive aggressive on your part. No,
1: no, 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 no. Mm. You, you know why? No, you know why? Because my sister, my mm-hmm. sister works like mm-hmm. a, a, yeah. a, a a typical mm-hmm. kind of like seven to four shift. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. works through. I keep telling her, Janine, take a lunch break. Yeah. No, no, I don't have time. I can't. I got it. I got to get this done. I'm like. To go for a friggin' walk, just get on, get out oh, of your yeah. chair, oh. and and she says I can't do it, and I get so mad at her because it's so bad for her.
0: It's funny, actually. I'm I'm writing this new book, and uh, it's it's all about ways I'm trying to make weight loss right as simple as possible because I realize people are like, oh my god, I. I don't have time to count the calories. I don't have time to count the carbs. I don't have time to think. I gotta read this and that, and I'm journaling. It's just all this stuff and all this information, and so I'm trying to give them ways to live that will automatically take the weight off, right? And you know, there's t- hundreds and hundreds of tips in this book, but one of the chapters is about being on the go, right? And it's like, how do you get exercising on the go? How do you eat well on the go? And one tip in this book was about not eating at your desk. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the reason is because a cu- a couple of things. Number 1, it's like eating in front of the television. Yeah. When you're eating a meal and you're distracted from the food, it can cause you to overeat and it also makes you feel like you never, you didn't have a meal. Did it happened. It's not. Yeah, it's like, exactly, did that just happen? It's not satisfying. You're not paying attention. You're not enjoying the food. You're not tasting the food. You're not savoring the food. You're kind of like mindlessly wolfing the food down in the same way that you would do watching a show. Same thing goes for answering emails, working at your desk. So it's bad for overeating. It's bad for the psychology of eating because you, you feel deprived even though you've right. eaten. Uh, but then the other side of it is... You need that lunch hour to de-stress. You you, you need it to, to get outside and take a break, man. Take a minute. Life is so stressful. And it's like, catch your breath, have a meal, collect your thoughts. You know, if you need, go for a walk on your, whatever it might be. Like, pull it together. Take a minute to just take a second for yourself. Go on a five-minute meditation Whatever it might be, sit in the sun, get on a park bench, whatever. Go out to lunch with coworkers and have a laugh. Whatever it might be. But nowadays, we're under this psychology of, like, everyone's so afraid of losing their job
1: mm-hmm. that if you don't work through your lunch hour, you're lazy. Or or she's going to get more work done than me, and mm-hmm. she's going to be look better than me. Or, yes. I, I don't know what it is. It, well, I think a
0: lot of people feel, number one, like it, it shows loyalty to the company when you work through lunch. Yes. Aren't you for such a hard worker?
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. And uh and at the same time I think it, it's also yeah, it's a fear of being competitive with others. But the reality is that when you burn the candle like that, <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, employers don't want obese employees either cuz it's going to cost more in healthcare, more in sick days. When you take the time for yourself, It makes a big difference with your overall wellness, your immunity. At the end of the day, if you work in an environment that is not going to appreciate and respect the fact that you've taken... Lunch breaks back in the... I remember in the 80s, man, when my mom was in the workforce in that way. Like, dude, your lunch break was sacred. Nobody messed with your lunch break. She would go to the gym on her lunch break or visit me on her lunch break or, you know, at school. This is a whole new super aggressive futuristic kind of new
1: world order
0: kind of mentality it needs to
1: be like fred flintstone when the when the parrot squawks yeah everybody take a break get out yeah but it doesn't happen it doesn't happen
0: well i'm saying take a stand it's bad for your health it's bad for your waistline it's un-american it's un american (laughs) yeah it's un-american dude
1: well, yeah, but we can't. We, but we, but we're guilty of it. Look what we just did. We all just ate our lunches. Well, and you can. You have this in, in uncanny ability to eat and talk at the same time. I know. I don't know how you do it. I know. But you can do it,
0: Because I was a fat kid. I, I would have food in my mouth all the time. Man, just I'd find a way to. I can do anything and eat. <laughs> I can juggle and eat. You have no idea. what I can do. People are amazed. How are you eating right now? I'll be running a marathon eating. I'm like, oh, yum! Can I get a side of that? Yeah, that it's, looks good. It's,
1: it's, it's quite remarkable. Mm. All right. Well, that mm. I'll tell. I'll tell Janine. I'm tell her. I'm Janine, you do
0: so. it. Oh yeah. And if you're guilty of it out there, take your lunch break. Your Janice is gonna come do the smackdown.
1: Yeah. Uh, Josette is waiting to talk to you. Hey, bud, what's going on? Hi, how are you? I'm good.
0: How are you? A little nervous. Oh, don't be. She's nervous. Don't be. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's
0: dead silence in there. No, don't be nervous. You're okay.
2: Thanks. So, my question that I sent in was about do you lose the Strength that you get, what you gained in your training if you have to take time for an injury. My meaning with that is I have a, uh, my third half marathon this Sunday, and I'm having issues with my left hip and my right IT band. So do I just stay dormant until the race? Do I push through it?
0: What's oh. the best way to go
2: about that before you get, you know, when okay. you train for so long and the race is right here?
0: Gosh, um. Okay, well, what is the race again? I'm sorry. It's it's an endurance race? Half marathon? Oh, yeah, no, this is an endurance race. Okay, um, there's a big difference between losing cardiovascular conditioning and muscle strength. Cardiovascular conditioning, although it sort of depends on the level of athlete you are, if you're a, a great athlete, you work out a lot, it usually takes about three months to lose cardiovascular conditioning, and this has to do with your lung elasticity and mitochondrial oxygen exchange, blah, blah, blah. I could get in science would bore you. Bottom line um, is it takes about three months if you're an advanced athlete. If you're running a half marathon, you're conditioned. Uh, for be- I'm not an advanced
2: athlete, not even close.
0: Not you're running 13 miles. miles. I mean, that's pretty good. You're definitely not a beginner.
2: But, yeah, this, is, uh, this will be my third.
0: Yeah, buddy <laughs> let me clarify something for you beginners don't run 13 miles and this that's is you this is your third half marathon so you're you're athletic this is just to be girl on a scale. yeah <laughs> on, a, on a scale like that's that's fit so from a cardiovascular perspective you're you're doing you're doing okay pal so okay. Uh, a beginner takes about two months so if you've been working out for a couple of months and then you stop working out, you, you'll lose your conditioning slightly at, at a quicker pace. Uh, where you're concerned, aerobically speaking, yeah, you're, you're months away. You're not going to lose your, your conditioning in that time. Um, now, when it comes to muscle strength, yeah, you, you, you lose your muscle strength at a, at a quicker pace, which is kind of amazing. Um, they'll, they'll say that, like, disuse atrophy of the muscle fiber, it can occur in as little as 72 hours, which is kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> so, like, you, you may notice, but this is for muscles you don't use, which is, which is rare. I mean, if you think about it, you're going it, to, and it's going to be for muscles that you're not activating as much throughout the day. So, uh, for example, muscles like our hamstrings are going to atrophy more slowly than muscles we use less often, like our quadriceps. So you're going to use your hamstrings more than you're going to use your quads.
2: Well, I've noticed a big difference. I started doing your uh, rev- uh, your three month DVD set, which Body I can't see the name of it right now. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no problem. Um, I just finished the I finished it for the first round in September, and I started it over. But it's taken me about three weeks to start over, start over, start over. Um, yeah. And I I noticed the difference in my running strength with doing that. Your versus not doing any strength training at all.
0: Wait, I'm so sorry. You you notice a difference in your, your strength?
2: In my in my strength while I'm running, like it, it, it's easier. My runs are easier.
0: Oh, while doing you're doing that body, for three yeah. Months.
2: Um, but I haven't really I haven't been consistent for about a month because, like I said, I finished it and then I've tried to start over, but I've gotten sidetracked.
0: Here's the thing: you have a race this weekend, and you're asking me if you should train the next several days leading up to it. Correct. I'd say no, because you, you what you're really relying on for the most part is going to be your cardiovascular conditioning your endurance as opposed to muscle strength. The muscle strength you're going to lose in the next several days is not going to be that significant. And people will say, oh, my God, I went to Hawaii for a vacation for two weeks. I came home. I worked out. I'm really sore. Well, another reason you're really sore is because you have a buildup of glycogen, which is essentially sugar that's stored in the muscles that you haven't been burning through. So when you work out again, you're going to have a little more lactic acid. That's all. I really wouldn't worry about that. The one thing I would worry about, though, is if you're talking about hip issues and IT band issues, I wouldn't be running a half marathon. <laughs> I, I really well, it's
2: w- too late. Too late for that.
0: I don't think so. It's never too late. Is someone holding a gun to your head to run it?
2: Not necessarily, no. But I can't. I can't not start. I can't not start. and I cannot finish.
0: Why? Because
2: it trains, you know, all summer for it.
0: So? You want to you wanna sit on your butt for the next six months when you rip your friggin' kneecap off your leg? I don't know, dude. I'd be real careful. I know somebody who did something exactly like what you're talking about, and she was down for six months. Really? Yeah, you can't mess with stuff like this. It's when you have an injury, your hip, your IT band, your this, your that, and you go out and you run 13 miles... You can hurt yourself. There's no, you don't need to run 13 miles, by the way, to be fit. I've never run 13 miles in my life and I'm perfectly fit. And I have IT band issues, which is another reason I've never been a distance runner. It's because I habitually somehow walk myself or live myself back into a situation where my hips become imbalanced and you've got your pelvis shifts and you've got one hip that gets above the other one. And the reason you've got the IT band issue is because you've shifted your pelvis, so you've got one hip above the other, so you're loaded up on one side. If you're going to do that, I would go see – Um, uh, uh, gosh, I have a guy. He's amazing. He's like a chiropractor and a physical therapist. But he essentially – he puts my hips back in the right place, but then I habitually get right back into the position again. I would see him every single day up until the race, or whoever, every single day up until the race to try to keep you in the right position. And if you're going to continue to run like this, I would see a physical therapist to help you figure out what you're I did, doing. I did,
2: do that. I did do that last year. Last year I was in physical therapy, and it helped me tremendously. It basically went away until last week. And now I'm not, I'm not limping. I'm not walking funny. I don't even feel it when I walk. But I noticed it when I was um playing with my kids on saturday and that's when i was like oh what where did that come from because i did i wasn't through physical therapy for three months last year at the
0: same time oh dude all right i uh, you could do it and you could be fine you could do it and you could get hurt i mean you're gonna need to gauge it by the level of pain you're in right now and uh i would really be doing like I'd be doing foam roller. I'd be seeing a, a PT leading up to it. I would, you know, I'd be really trying to to manage the situation because you you don't you don't want to get injured. That'll really you yep. want to talk about strength and conditioning loss. <laughs> get injured. Yeah. I'm just saying. I you know I respect I respect your position, but be be smart about it. Don't let life teach you a tough lesson. Okay. okay. Okay? Yes. Sorry to rain on your parade, man, no, but I, that's I just all
2: right. It is what it is. I don't want you to get hurt. Well, thank you for that.
0: All right. All good luck no matter what you choose.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Okay. Bye. Oh, I'm so anti. A half marathon is actually not so bad, but if she's injured, it is. Yeah. Marathons
1: though, I don't get it, man. They're brutal for you. Well, especially with her injuries. IT band running Running for 13 miles on ne- IT band That's why I've
0: never been able to be. A, I've never been able to run my... Because it kicks my, in. Ugh, I can't get... Some days I can't get five minutes, really. It just depends on how out of whack I am. And I, it's like, then there are days I can get three miles. Three miles is really my limit. By three miles, it's like a slingshot in the side of my knee. It's brutal. It's just... It, it's, I'm just not built for it. Uh, but, so I've, I started road biking,
1: and that yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I
0: mean I don't do a ton of cardio cardio is like when i'm I'm off my circuit training days, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like, "Oh, I need to get a workout in, but i I'm sore my you know, I've worked really hard, my legs are sore, my chest is sore or whatever my back, so I'm just going to do some cardio today. I also love rowing, I've been doing a lot of rowing, it's awesome, just
1: like like the wind
0: rower on the row wind- machine, yeah, yeah, it's actually got a water thing in it oh cool yeah it's uh oh, have
1: never ever seen that?
0: They gave me one. We bought him on Biggest Loser, and they were like, we're going to give you uh, one of these row machines. And I was like, awesome. And I i mean, I've been using it all the time.
1: All right. <laughs> I just feel for her. I know that angst of... Oh, my God. Okay. i you- keep shuffling shuffle papers. Shuffle your papers. Still- okay. Yeah. Are we done? <sighs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. The show is over now. I was wait- just waiting for you to tell me. Well, I'm just feeling done. for Josette. I don't know what to tell her. You've told her, and... Okay, I'll say goodbye and just. Okay.
0: Bye, everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't end it, can
0: you? No, you I can't. can't do it today. I don't know
1: why I can't today. I can't end it. I'm just going to keep talking. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to YouTube.com slash comedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you.